0: This afternoon, if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, we're in a study in going through this book of the fruit of the Spirit. And we have reached the word long-suffering or patience. The fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering, it says in the New King James and the New American Standard. It says the fruit of the Spirit is patience. We're going to think about this here together this afternoon. Let's bow together for prayer. Father, thank you for bringing us to this house of worship once again this afternoon. Thank you for all who are gathered here with me. Uh, We pray and ask that you would bestow upon us a blessing through this message, that your good spirit would come and work in our hearts, your precious grace, so that we would Realize just how much of our sanctification is dependent upon you, O Holy Spirit, being with us and establishing every good grace in our life. So come and make yourself known to your people here in the preaching of the word this afternoon. For we pray and ask it in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, and here in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. "'Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another.'" So long-suffering is a grace, we are told here. And like all the other graces which we are studying in this verse, it's something which comes to us by the working of the Holy Spirit in our mind and our heart. And we pray to be filled with this grace as we pray for the wisdom to exercise it as well. So first of all, I want to attempt to define for you the words long-suffering and patience. And second, I want to show you that long-suffering is a grace which is built up by God into a character quality in the life of the Christian. First of all, let's attempt to define the words long-suffering and patience. And I want you to turn with me over to Colossians chapter 1. And I want to read for you verses 9 to 12. Colossians chapter 1 and verses 9 to 12. To 12. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, I want you to understand that both the word patience and the word long-suffering are in verse 11 of this passage. And this must mean that there is a difference between them that they are not being used to refer to exactly the same thing. And yet, both of these words are used by different translations in regard to our text. The fruit of the Spirit is patience. Some translate it patience, and some translated it long-suffering. It's translated long-suffering in our New King James Version and the King James Version, and it's translated patience in the New American Standard and the ESV. The actual word that's used by the Apostle Paul in the Greek is makrothumia. This is a compound word. It's made up of makros, long or far, and thumos, wrath or fierceness. And although thumos can mean wrath or fierceness, its usage in this compound form carries the idea of temper. Thus, makrothumia denotes remaining in a state of emotional quietness in the face of unfavorable circumstances. The Greek word for patience is actually hupomone. And this word is a compound word which is made up of two words, hypo, a preposition meaning under, and moneo, a verb meaning to remain under or abide under difficult circumstances. As when it is not possible to escape them, or to avoid them. Vine's Expository Dictionary gives the meaning as to bear up courageously under suffering. In uh, a man named Tony Garland's analysis, which I found online at www.spiritandtruth.org, he says this about these things that we're studying here, the words patience and long-suffering. He says, As one can see, these words are very close in meaning, And it is impossible to make a hard and fast distinction between one or the other, where one or the other might be used to denote the idea of endurance and patience. Within the context of Colossians 1.11, the word translated by patience emphasizes endurance in the midst of difficult circumstances, whereas the word translated by long-suffering emphasizes the attitude or frame of mind we are to have, During the difficult time, end of quote. I myself would say that patience is the ability which comes to us as we pray to wait upon the Lord for the right time and the right way to say a certain thing or to do a certain good thing or to see a certain good thing come to pass in our experience. Long suffering. I would say, is the ability to bear with the affronts and injuries and those things which people might say or do, which do not seem right to us. In other words, patience relates to waiting. Long-suffering relates to enduring. The first is positive in our experience, that is patience. The second, long-suffering is negative in our experience. But both things can be done together with joy, realizing that we have Christ with us and his grace at work in our heart. The Cambridge Commentary says concerning patience and long-suffering in Colossians 1.11, "Hupomoni kai makrothumion mean fortitude and forbearance. This commentator goes on to say, "Pomoni lays stress on the person who possesses it, not being affected, and hence it seems to refer only to things, that is, to trials in themselves, whether from God or from man. It is used of man only, even in Romans fifteen five, where it says, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Macrothomia, on the other hand, suggests that if the person were affected, it would alter his behavior to others. Hence, it is used especially with reference to persons and may also be used of God. Thus, here, hupomone means their endurance of all trials in a hopeful spirit, such as Christ himself had. In Second Thessalonians 3, 5, Macrothumia means their evenness of temper, free from all irritation or impatience. They were in need of encouragement. John Gill says on Colossians 1.11, Unto all patience, to bring forth fruit with patience, to run with patience the race set before them, to bear patiently all afflictions and tribulations, to wait patiently for the things promised by God and for the coming and appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, And the heavenly glory or hope laid up for them in heaven and long suffering, to be slow to anger and not easily provoked to wrath, to be ready to forgive injuries and to bear long and with patience all reproaches and persecutions for the sake of Christ and His gospel, all of which, he says, require daily fresh supplies of grace and strength, especially to endure all with joyfulness as well as with patience and long-suffering, with a cheerful spirit, or with joy in the Holy Ghost, to esteem reproach for Christ's sake above the riches and honors of this world, to rejoice when counted worthy, to suffer shame for his name. This requires strength above that of nature and a renewed supply of that grace. End of quote. I think that we can see that Although the words patience and long-suffering can be used interchangeably at points, nevertheless, we always would want to note the context in determining just what is being said in the Scriptures when one or the other word is used, either patience or long-suffering. And I want you to look with me over at 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 3 to 6. It says here, We give no offense in anything, that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience and tribulations, in needs and distresses, in stripes and imprisonments, in tumults and labors, in sleeplessness and fastings, by purity, by knowledge, and here's our word by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit. By sincere love. The words in much patience in verse four are translated in the NAS as in much endurance. The word being used there in the Greek is hupomone. But the word macrothumion in verse six is also translated patience there when it says in purity, in knowledge, and in patience. Well, in the New King James, in the King James, is translated by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering. In verse 6, John Gill says, By long-suffering, not easily provoked to wrath, but bearing with patience every indignity and affront. And so I myself believe this word in our text means this very thing, bearing with patience every indignity and affront, but not denying the more positive aspects of patience in terms of waiting God's timing to do and say that which is good. Now, second, I want to show you that long-suffering is a grace which is built up by God into a character quality in the life of the Christian to be patient, and long-suffering are graces which we have the responsibility to put on And to walk in. And I want you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 1 and verses 9 to 12. It says here, For this reason also, since the day that we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to the his glorious purpose for all patience and long suffering with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be the partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now you can see here that to be patient and to exercise long-suffering, it requires that you must be strengthened with all the might, it says here, of Christ's glorious power. You need his power in order that you'll be able to exercise these twin graces of patience and long-suffering to the glory of God. So the goal In the Christian life is that you might bear fruit for God in every good work and that you might increase in the knowledge of God. This means that you're willing to be led by the Holy Spirit very practically into all the truth of the Word of God in relation to the situations that God himself will providentially lead you into. In your relationships with others... Especially in the body of Christ, there will be a great need for you to put on, it says here, tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering. So there are going to be times when you're going to need to bear with people and to forgive people who you have a complaint against. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So let us ask ourselves whether we're doing this very thing. Ask yourself whether you are long-suffering with people who may grate against your nerves by the way that they say and they do things. Because patience and long-suffering are very much-needed graces in living the Christian life. William Hendrickson says in his commentary, long-suffering characterizes the person who in relation to those who annoy, oppose, or molest him, exercises patience. He refuses to yield to passion or to outbursts of anger. Long suffering is not only a human, but it is also a divine attribute, being ascribed to God in Romans two four and nine and nine twenty two, and to Christ First Timothy one sixteen, as well as to man Second Timothy four two, as a human attribute. William Hendrickson says it is inspired by trust in the fulfillment of God's promises. Emphasis on this virtue is greatly needed by the Galatians who, as has been shown, were probably being torn with strife and the party spirit. Besides, long-suffering is a mighty weapon, he says, over against the hostility of the world in its attitude toward the church. End of quote. Now to confirm this, I want you to look with me at 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. It says here, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. And I want you to look with me also at 2 Timothy 3, and verses 10 to 14. It says here, But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will Suffer persecution, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So you can see from the verse in 2 Timothy 4, 2, that Paul was exhorting Timothy to preach the word with all long suffering. What did he mean? It meant that whether it was popular or not, that Timothy should preach it. Whether people were opposed to him or disagreed with the truth of the word, he must be willing to suffer their opposition and even their disapproval. And he might need to do this, perhaps even for a long time, time in order that those whom he was preaching to might be one to the truth. He reminds Timothy in chapter 3, verse 10, that Timothy had carefully followed his manner of life, which included his having seen Paul exercise this grace of long suffering, even while he was being persecuted in many of the cities where he preached. But he says, the Lord stood with me and delivered me out of them all. So we need to remember this blessed reality ourselves that the Lord himself is with us when we are faithful to the word. Even though evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, we do not need to cave in to their tactics. We need to convince, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering. And then in closing, I want you to turn with me over to Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 1. It says here, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering. There's our word bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So, what Paul is pleading for with the church at Ephesus and what he's pleading for for us as well is that we should walk worthy of the calling with which we have been called. What does this mean? It means that we should walk worthy of that effectual call which God gave to us by his working in our hearts. God has changed every believer by giving them a new heart. They did not deserve to have received this new heart. It was his gift to them in accordance with the preaching of the word, his eternal purpose in Christ. They were now receiving grace and this grace was not simply unmerited favor, but it was also the precious imparted grace which teaches men to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and it causes them to want to live righteously, soberly and godly in this present evil age. So to walk worthy is to live in a way worthy of that grace which has been bestowed on you at great cost to Christ. Now, practically, this means that we as Christians will be humble and not self-assertive. It means that we will be meek and gentle, and it means that we will be long-suffering. That is, we'll be bearing with one another in love. So let us strive to attain to what we have been called to in this wonderful grace of long suffering. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this one word that we were studying this afternoon, and we thank you for the various aspects of its meaning in patience and long suffering. Help us to be those who know how to wait upon you and also those who know how to endure trials, suffering, and affliction of various sorts. uh, Help us to be able even to rejoice in the midst of sufferings for your namesake and uh, to be well-pleased with these things if you bring them into our life and into our experience. May we receive them as from your hand that we might manifest this grace of long-suffering and patience before a watching world May we be able to win people to you through this means. We pray and we ask for your grace to be upon us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen.